Hey, Leia. Hmm. Remember that one time? Hmm. When we did that one thing? <gasps> oh, with that one guy? Yeah, and that one girl? Yes. Oh my gosh. That In was the hilarious. craziness? Yes. And then we went to that place. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It was such a great time. I know. and communication is a vital part of my work. And I'm Leia. I communicate via videos. And, and you're tuning into the Lamont and Leia podcast. Leia, last week we talked about men having a hard time communicating their feelings. Mm -hmm. And the week before that, we talked about people being toxic and recognizing our own toxic behaviors. This is true. So, you know, Leia, it's not only men hmm. who have a hard time doing things Just or a hard time, hard time communicating. True, it's true. It could be all people because mm -hmm. we all experience toxic moments. We all have a hard time, like maybe like deep diving into our feelings and expressing them appropriately yeah so um we all struggle with communication and it presents itself in different ways mm -hmm. so today i have invited samantha saunders who is a licensed professional counselor aka a therapist mm -hmm. who focuses on trauma and toxic relationships mm. and recovering from that so i Today, we're going to actually speak about communication and why it's important. So I'm excited. I've been having a really good time chatting with her over text. I can't wait to meet her in a few seconds. Um, it's going to be great. All right, let's go. Welcome, Samantha, to the Lamont and Leia podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Would you please take a minute to introduce yourself to our listener and viewer audience? Yeah, so I'm Samantha Saunders. I'm a licensed professional counselor, trauma and toxic recovery coach, and I help women, professional women of color, and sometimes men too, can kind of join us, heal their trauma, re rediscover who they are, and live a life they desire to establish healthy, nourishing relationships. Very that cool. is amazing. <laughs> I'm in school to become a licensed professional counselor too and an MFT. So, yes, it's a journey. So, <laughs> like for you for those of you don't that don't know, Samantha had to complete so many hours just to like get her licensure. Yes. You know, so long years. <laughs> I'm on that track. Pray yes. for, pray for, pray for it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about communication and why it's important. So let's go ahead and jump into our main topic. And I guess the first question that I have is, what would be the simplest definition for communication? Or how do we define it for ourselves? I think it's just understanding it's a way to share yourself, you know, to really give and receive messages from, you know, anyone you're talking to, whether at work or whether with friendships, you know, romantic relationships in any way, just being able to give and receive information from just a message from somebody else. 
So it's so important to really be clear on exactly those things of like kind of what you want and just what you're trying to convey and just really being in the spirit of trying to understand what someone's saying as well when it mm-hmm. comes to communication. Yeah. I really like when you said sharing yourself. That's mm-hmm. that's a great way to think about it. Leah, yeah. what are what about you? What are your thoughts? I have nothing to add. That was like <laughs> dictionary words. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Type so. it into Google. That's what you'll read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, communication can be done in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be done through verbal. It can be done through writing. Um, Our bodies or the way we hold ourselves communicate Mm -hmm. certain messages. Um, So communication is a very vital part of just being human. Yeah. Yes. It's it's so key. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was just, I was laughing because when he said that, it was reminding me of uh, like facial expressions and everything. And I have like a mean RBF (laughs) Which, for those who don't know, that means resting bitch face. (laughs) So I constantly have to make sure that I'm smiling to let people know, like, no, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm fine. But, like, since we have to wear masks everywhere. Yeah, it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, and people are just like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm smiling (laughs) under here. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) So that reminded me of that. (laughs) All right. So the struggle's still real for you, Leia, even with masks. It is. And, like, I will still pass by people and give them a nice smile, but they can't see. All they see is me going, <laughs> like, squinting, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Gonna cause trouble for myself. <laughs> yeah, so- it's a little harder to communicate when you have the mask on and non-verbally. <laughs> yeah, so... That's one way to communicate. What are some of your favorite ways to communicate? Oh, I think I'm really good at just kind of saying what I have to say. I think once you just kind of really clear on what you want and not so worried about what someone else takes it, because it's not your job to worry how someone, yes, it's, of course, be respectful. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Be respectful to the person, but also if you're saying how you generally feel, Mm-hmm. You know, like not doing the, you did this, you did that kind of statements, but just really owning it. Like, I feel this because so-and-so it's your feelings. So you can't argue with anyone about it. So when I find myself, when I'm owning how I feel and telling somebody, they will try to gaslight, you know, make it seem like, you know, mm-hmm. they're crazy for saying it or just deny the reality of it. But really it's, it's my stuff. So if someone doesn't take it a certain way, it's their stuff. Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried teaching, so I'm a group facilitator yes. and I get to run mental health groups for mm-hmm. like K through 12. And um, I tried teaching them I statements. I think especially during um, the lesson anger, like when we talk about anger yeah. and like mm-hmm. ways to like, um, like improve and like keep calm and owning, owning how you're feeling and communicating. Right what you're feeling um and not blaming anyone else for that feeling right so um it's like i'm trying to teach them i'm trying to teach them that there's power in that and leia we kind of did i statements on some episode i don't remember which one yeah i can't remember (laughs) um but it's so powerful 
to like be able to own how you're feeling and communicate it. And when you're not blaming other people, again, you can't control how people are taking it, but then you can like kind of redirect them like, hey, like, what did you hear? Is that what I said? Or is that how you interpreted what I said? Um, there's power in that. There's so much power in it. And I think it's only if you have like two great communicators to do that type of conversation. Cause there's some people who take it, you know, why well, I gotta repeat what you have to say. You know, they're not that kind of very just mm -hmm. defensive as soon as that is. So definitely notice if someone doesn't take it the right way when you're even mentioning those things. Mm -hmm. But yes, you are so right. Like that's how you like, what did you hear me say? If you're getting offensive or I like, you know, I know people don't really talk like this a lot of times, but Brene Brown talked about just, you know, what is the story you're telling yourself, right? I feel like it's so key because I like, I'll come up with these crazy stories where I'm like, you probably did not say this, but this is what I'm thinking. And the person can correct if that was right or wrong, which usually is wrong. <laughs> I, I love Dr. Brene Brown. Um, I've been introducing Leia to Dr. Brene Brown. I think a few weeks ago, she actually got to see one of her videos, which was really oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, so, yeah, Leia. Favorite, which... favorite ways, right? You're yeah. saying? Yeah. For me, I like texting. Same. And like messaging. It's Same. just easier for me because there's a disconnect between what goes on in here and what comes out of here but usually by text I can just like put it all out there I've been trying to like write stuff and then talk about it too to try and see if I can figure out how to do the talky part <laughs> yeah, yeah no. um, I'm talking I'm, to myself <laughs> I'm the same Leia I prefer to text if I can direct message private message whatever you want to call it mm-hmm mm -hmm. I prefer to do that if it is too long or I feel like, like, cause I don't like to text a lot of it, like super like long. I might just call you like, Hey, <laughs> like it's too long to text out. Let me like, just tell you what you need to know. Um, but I do prefer to like do the text. Cause I think it's easy. Cause I don't have to worry about like, how is my voice? Do I have the right inflection? How's my body language? Like, and like I have to worry on all the other communication. So it takes like, pressure off of all of that but I can do all that but mm -hmm. I prefer like if I can just send a text message and like pretty sure you won't take it wrong then I'll do that <laughs> yeah I find for when I text like people take it wrong if I'm like short or something like that so I find that if I'm like texting and they'll immediately call me anyway so I'm like okay <laughs> just <laughs> talk about what's going on or voice messages I do mm -hmm. that as well if I need to like say something because you don't know the person's tone of voice. And a lot of times when people read text messages, they go by like what they knew from the past. If someone heard them back in the day, they think you're doing the same thing. Yeah. I found that happened with people I talk with. But if you guys got text messaging down, yes, congratulations. I'm, I'm not the best at texting. That's why I love emojis. Yeah, emojis are fun. <laughs> They're great. Like they like preface what you're gonna say so like you put a little happy face and you say something rude they know that you're joking okay. <laughs> at least that's how i do it <laughs> um when texting first came out i was told that i was a very mean texter because <laughs> i guess i was just like really sh short and like abrupt and like mm -hmm. whatever so i don't know i was reading some of our old messages yesterday and we were both like that because they were all just like how are you? Good. Okay. Are you coming over? Yep. <laughs> like, they're 
like very <laughs> like but well, i have some friends who be like you said yep like you right. didn't add anything else like what more did you want me to say i'm coming over like, yep happy face heart emoji <laughs> yeah so sometimes so communicate for some people text messaging is not the best form of communication they need to hear your voice they need to see how you're responding mm-hmm. um but it is my one of my favorite ways to communicate if that person doesn't struggle with it <laughs> right. oh nothing wrong with that all right um so i mean we talked about different forms of communication but like there's different like types right yeah Yeah, they are different types and we want to the goal is to be assertive right have certain Mm -hmm. communication honest with integrity saying what you mean meaning what you say that's the goal but not everyone has that right so (laughs) the people who have passive who don't even say much at all Oh, no, <laughs> me. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. Like I would say, you're more passive aggressive, but we haven't gotten there. Go. Go ahead and tell us what. Passive. Okay. So passive. You know, where they're not really saying, you know, what they need to say. They're just so worried about someone else's feelings or how they'll take it. That's what passive. Passive aggressive, where everyone in the room knows you're upset, but the actual person. So like the silent treatment, right? Or just the silent treatment or rolling up the eyes. Like everyone knows you're mad. Mm-hmm. Close slamming doors, passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes to aggressive where we just kind of, ex- it just ends up being abusive, abusive type of language when you're saying things like your attitude is off and you're just like, I mean, you're saying what you have to say, but it's like, is it really necessary? It's just, it just goes into like verbally verbal abuse mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. so those are the four different types but we definitely want to do assertive right and just being like we talked about before and you mentioned of just i statements um of just being honest of how you feel not sugarcoating it just because you're not sure how the someone takes it or anything that goes into like the people pleasing mm-hmm. we're trying to you know be true to you and stay away from that <laughs> if we can yeah yeah assertiveness is so powerful it's one of my favorite lessons to teach the kids um i don't know how much they actually take in um when we're going over the lessons and we're talking about it actually that's i think that's when i start teaching i say it's not during anger i think i review i say it's during anger um but assertiveness like like taking that power back and like being able to stand up for yourself and still respect the other person in the right. process because they have a right to say no too i think people think just because you say something have a right to say yes well no it's not the case you can say no or yes mm-hmm. as much as you want or what feels right for you yeah so samantha you look like you're from a african-american family correct i am <laughs> okay i'm from an african-american family too i have some latinos in there and we're actually really multicultural but mm-hmm. primarily we're african-american yeah. um growing up in that family my mom, I think, tried to do her best by us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would experience it more with my grandma and my uncles, mm-hmm. where it was like, I couldn't say no. Like, as a child, oh. Like, oh, I, yeah. like, it doesn't matter how I was feeling, um, that just wasn't, they were the adult. What they said went, and you jump when they say jump. 
Yeah, that's how it definitely was. That's what people are all in this kind of conscious parenting now where you just kind of see what the kids have to say. But yeah, growing up, <laughs> you're not. So we're basically born to be people pleasers. That's why we like grow up and we're like wondering why we're codependent or wondering why we're always worrying about other persons because as we grew up I mean if mom was mad that was just mom was mad if you cried no you don't cry like that was just taught to us constantly and so then we grow up and then we're wondering why we're not able to speak what we want or we're worried about someone's feelings because we don't worry about mom and dad's feelings or whoever was in the house so they didn't get mad or they didn't say anything or they didn't gaslight you all those things we had to worry about I didn't even realize it mm-hmm Samantha, can you explain gaslighting really quick for maybe our audience members that may not understand that term? So gaslighting when someone denying your reality. So say if somebody, if you're trying to think of an example, if you're saying I feel hurt by you did so and so, and the person's like, Well, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that way. No, why are you, you know, or um just kind of questioning or just making you doubt yourself or like, are you sure? Like sure you heard that? You know, is that what you think you saw? It's, it's just making you question yourself and which leads to a lot of self-doubt. Mm. And so that's, we get gaslighted when we realize it between, it's usually when someone's uncomfortable with their own emotions, you tend to just kind of deny yours. So that tends to happen. I don't know if you guys experienced it, but yeah. Yeah, like some, like as you're talking about it, some some images kind of come to mind or some like play black facts in my mind. What would be the difference between gaslighting and then maybe trying to figure, like, try to understand? Like, I feel like it's probably the tone in which it comes across, but like. I think clarification. So like, if you're not clear about something, you know, what did you mean by that? Or if you're, instead of, if someone's saying how they feel, instead of just being like, well, no, I didn't mean that or it's not my intention. Instead of being like, I understand, like, what do you need for my support? When it's not trying to deny the person's feelings. And the thing is, I think we think because we're not purposely trying to harm the other person that it kind of takes up like, oh, I didn't mean that and that's my intention, which we don't, it's not always purposeful or malicious in any way. I think it's more of just understanding to validate the person, but also, um understand that just because the person's feelings was hurt that's that's I felt hurt that's it it's not saying your intentions your intentions could be intentional or unintentional the person's still hurt so just recognizing that so I don't know if I answered your question yeah no 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 okay (laughs) I, I, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit um I am I have the honor of raising the most beautiful little girl she's my goddaughter um her parents are the main i back up whatever they say but like i have the opportunity of participating in that raising and she's Mm -hmm. absolutely allowed to be angry and she's absolutely allowed to tell me no and things that i'm doing differently than what my parents are doing or did or my family (laughs) members did was um i explore with her like well why not maybe not why like all right so you told me no what's going on with you like what are you feeling and like i validate whatever that feeling is if i still need her to do what i need her to do we need to talk about it like hey like this still needs to be done um and you're feeling this way so Mm -hmm. what are we going to do about it like we i try to team with her versus like just like i'm the adult i'm right do it right like i feel like you're taking away the agency of the kiddo 
Right. And I think it's just a giving choices that are within the limit. So say if it's, you need to take a bath, you know, um, do you want, like my son, I do, do you want to take a bath or a shower? You choose, right? Give them choices that regardless of what you choose, I'm fine. <laughs> but you have a choice of what you want to do, you know, or if I need you to like brush your teeth or something like that, it depends on the age. So for like my seven-year-old, I'd be like, okay, what's your plan? You know, I know you have a tooth for you. You got to brush your teeth. You got to, you know, get dressed. You have your shoes. You got to eat. Like, what's your plan? What do you want to do? And his mind is like, he makes a choice. He already has a plan. I know he does not. But I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I knew you had a plan. I'm like, I knew you did. Like, he made the decision. He did it. So it's just one of those things of being able to just work with them, but just ways of saying it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like the way in which we communicate can build up a person or tear them down. And I don't think parents, because I know parents love us, but mm-hmm. I work with so many kids and I don't think they realize the tone in which things are communicated, the way in which things are communicated have, ter- like, not destroy the child, but, like, doesn't build them up or does or, or interferes with their confidence or doesn't teach them how to be assertive when dealing with other people. Right, right. It, you're right. You know, it doesn't, it's really important on how we be able to talk to other kids or anyone because remember you're sharing parts of yourself. So if you're like saying things that are just, you know, rude or, you know, nasty or just disrespectful, I mean, that's what that's what you're sharing about yourself, right? And so I think it's just kind of thinking about it in that way, whether it's, a child or an adult like of course a child would feel more safer if they're able to talk to you about things able to come to you about things if it's kind of calm environment right not someone kind of constantly yelling at you or telling you what you have to do not giving you any choices maybe like it's going to get anyone because we like power we like belonging like we just if you have your own choice you have that power so i think it's just being understanding that it doesn't always have to be one way or the highway but just the power, I mean, you know, there's a book about it too, like the power of choice and just being able to just choose. So Leah, I feel like Samantha and I have been doing a lot of talking. <laughs> did you wanna, did you wanna like jump in here and say anything? I'm just letting all this good information go. I'm agreeing <laughs> over here. I come from a Polynesian background, so I completely relate to this whole, you jump when I say jump. Uh yelling around the house telling me what to do sort of thing um i am have always been really worried that when i'm a parent i'm gonna do that too because that's how i brought up so like i don't have any plan on having children anytime soon but i'm constantly Mm -hmm. watching these like tiktoks on how people are like conscious parenting and Mm -hmm. i'm like taking notes i'm like okay okay Mm -hmm. yeah 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 (laughs) Because, I mean, I have a younger brother, and I might be having to take care of him soon. And so I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> how do I do this? Because I have no clue how to yeah, do this. And I think it's the learning experience, too. Like, I don't want you to think that just because we're talking about communication today or anyone, that it's just like, oh, I know how to communicate all the time now. No, mm-hmm. I think it's like trial and error. Like, okay, you're saying something. Okay, it, at first being just honest and just saying what you have to say is going to feel different at first it's going to feel like "Ooh, did I say too much you're going to just kind of question yourself a bit mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of owning that this if it's how you felt and you're owning it there's nothing to apologize for right 
yeah. you know and but it's it's an experience it's a learning curve right when it comes to parenting and all because I mean I have five and a seven year old and I'm still like okay what <laughs> what am I doing now like I thought I was okay <laughs> and you're turning you're getting older and I don't know just kind of figure out just on the way yeah and I like what you said Lamont when you said um how like building trust with the parent I was like yes yes my mom used to tell me things and like i stopped talking to her and she'd always be like how come you don't tell me anything anymore i was like this uh-huh. is why right? this is why i don't tell you things because you mad right. <laughs> and like i want like i don't care what it is like whatever she's going through i, I want to i want to know i want to make sure she knows she can come to me and even though i may not may not be ready for whatever it is i might be uncomfortable with it i'm gonna check those feelings like okay this is what i'm feeling maybe even communicating back like hey like i'm a little uncomfortable with this but like i'm so glad so glad that you told me let mm-hmm. me think about it a little bit more and let's talk about it a little bit later you know um like whatever it is i i don't want anything to be off topic i don't want her to feel scared or ashamed about anything again the world's gonna also weigh in with different experiences um but the way i feel like the way in which she's growing up right now the way in which me and her parents are communicating with her i'm hoping i'm hoping we're setting her up for success yeah it definitely sounds like it as you're able to just kind of talk to her about things and you I know the times where it does feel uncomfortable where I I get something like a question asking me and I'm like oh I'll be like let me think about that one let me just process it and then talk to you about it because I know they're just very curious (laughs) and that's great modeling right because if they come up with something that they don't know the answer to or something that might be uncomfortable for them they can't like if they are seeing you do this consistently like oh like i can see they're not quite because they, they like they're 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 they're, they're picking up on your like actions right they may not be quite comfortable but like this is how they're handling it i can do that mm-hmm. or they're gonna just do it like out of instinct like oh like by mimic don't realize like we don't realize it because i know like i'll say a lot to my son of like my make sure because i know he's a an age where anything i it's going to be soaked up and i can tell by where i'm like i believe in you i say all these kind of affirmations towards him and then when like i'm gone he doesn't say when i'm here but when i'm gone and i hear them playing it'll be like to his brother like i believe in you i believe in like all these things that i'm saying and i'm like oh you actually do listen to me so they do (laughs) pick it up it's just they don't do it when you're around (laughs) Of course. You know, so just keep doing what you're doing. They're going to pick it up. (laughs) All right. So I kind of want to jump back a little bit and Mm -hmm. kind of communicate some passive phrases, some passive aggressive phases, some aggressive phases that we might hear Mm -hmm. or say or maybe grew up hearing. So you're just kind of aware and you can start training your ear like, ooh, I might say that or I might say something similar and maybe I should rethink on how I can communicate that better if you're listening. So let's start with passive. Um, Some examples that I can think of like, it doesn't really matter that much. I just want to keep the peace, right? Yeah, the keep the peace. Oh, that drives me crazy. (laughs) Like, I just want to keep the peace or I don't want any trouble or the, some people who avoid, avoid confrontation, I get, but like, I I still want you to speak your mind if it's something that's bothering you, you know, so that avoid confrontation, I'm like, this person passive or what? It could be either way, but sometimes it can be passive. 
Yeah. And there's a reason, right? Usually maybe the person gets too aggressive. So it's like, you know what? I can't have like really what they're communicating is I can't have this conversation with you because it's going to lead down in the road that I really don't want to deal with. Mm, need to like that abusive kind of aggressive. Yeah. So I rather it doesn't really matter that much. Oh, let's just keep the peace. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I get I get it right I get why someone wants to do that but the thing is you gotta think about like why are you saying that right are you more trying to spread the person's feelings I mean I get it if you're like if it's a reaction right I want you to always respond reacting to somebody is when they're saying something to you and you're immediately like what like you want to fight back like you're just like well no I didn't say that or and you just kind of shut down which I get I think it's more of I have to take a pause, right? Take a pause before responding. And if it's something that you feel is triggering you, then I think it's under, you know, just being like, I can get back with you with an answer. I don't know if, some, if someone's being rude or nasty, being, you know, why are you sitting there in the first place? You know, just <laughs> sit there and have the full conversation. If that's the case, you want to have boundaries, you know? But I think it's showing up for yourself. Like mm-hmm. you deserve to be heard. Your needs matter, right? You matter. And I think it's really understanding that. Leia, you matter. <laughs> yes. That's why I like texting. Because I don't I don't like these type of situations. So I can just be like, uh let me get back to you. And right. then I just send like a book's worth of information via text. <laughs> it Alright, so let's talk aggressive. So Leia, I didn't get a video. I like I wanted to show the Matilda video, the Matilda scene, where the father's like, I'm big, you're small. I'm right, you're wrong. Like, that's very aggressive, right? Um, Yeah. um, Maybe someone might say, I'll get my way no matter what, or it's it's all your fault, right? These are like aggressive, ways of communicating and usually out of frustration or out of a situation and yeah it's probably gonna be sorry yeah you're right and so yeah a lot of times it's out of reactive abuse too when someone's saying something and then you immediately want to yell like someone's yelling at you which is aggressive and you immediately want to yell back you know those those things like that or somebody is calling you out your name which it should not it should be boundaries around that but but it's all verbal abuse usually someone's like yelling screaming at you you know um yeah saying anything out your name or something that doesn't that you don't like then you really got a question okay is this someone i want to be around if they're talking to me this way or need to set, say something that's sort of being honest about it yeah yeah power it, it really is power yes so powerful and then passive aggressive, um, that's fine with me, but don't be surprised if someone else gets mad. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. What like, what do you say? Like, are you, are you really mad? Right. Or when somebody, like ghosting, I feel like it's passive aggressive. Like you just stop talking to the person yeah. and not saying anything. Lamont. Hey, I I know, I know, I know. Him. I apologize. I really did not mean to disappear. That was an accident. And I, I apologize know. for it. 
we talked about ghosting like yeah. in a few oh weeks okay before. and i felt really bad but like i was like no like i'm glad we're talking about this because again i didn't mean to and so like right after that episode like i messaged him and i was like hey i'm sorry i know we were talking and i just kind of fell off the face of the earth um it really isn't you it really is me like there was just so much happening and unfortunately like the truth is like responding to you or trying to make time for you became less a priority you know like but like you're yeah. you're not a bad person <laughs> it's just not gonna work out <laughs> yeah i think it fit you that honesty right and i think because even before i stop talking with somebody i'll be really clear of being like i appreciate it but this is not going to work out right i appreciate the time we had but this is not works for me you know um and but i think it's who you're talking to because there's somebody that i know is going to be like but why and all this stuff and i'm like that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> so if I know people want to talk, but might be a text of like, this is a lot. Cause I know the person's always going to respond or try to convince me otherwise. And I don't want to be convinced about anything. <laughs> it's not going to work and it's going to be worse. <laughs> Another passive aggressive thing is like, sure, we can do things your way. And then they start muttering under their breath. You can tell they're mad, right? I think it's yeah. the same thing of like, you can really tell they're mad through like their actions or well, like, well, the nonverbal body language. The rolling of the eyes, slamming doors. You don't know why. Like what happened? <laughs> right. And I don't think sometimes I don't think they realize um, that they might be slamming doors or dropping things a little bit more heavily or sighing louder or breathing out more. And you're like, whoa, what is happening? Like, tell me what's going on. Right. right. I think it'd be used to not talking about your emotions. Like you're not talking about exactly how you feel when you're used to it. It's just a comfort zone of just not talking about it. That's why mm -hmm. a lot of people who are just avoidant and things like that, it's just like, that's just not something they do. Right. It's just not to make it okay, but it's just something that they learned. So my I'm favorite this... passive aggressive phrases i guess right <laughs> quote leia <laughs> i guess um aren't there other sayings like 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 i, I remember in high school like like how do, like like people were like how do you know when a girl's mad and they said like they'll say this but they actually fine. mean this. like i'm fine right <laughs> And you like dig deeper into it and they're like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and they get mad at you later the fact that you didn't ask them or keep asking <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah. well like like whose fault is that i feel like yours no. <laughs> just kidding right. like because you weren't brave enough to like like speak on what you need to speak on at that moment and maybe i was too stupid enough to like not like push further and like really try to get you to break down your walls mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. um so i'm thinking of this one person who i struggle communicating with because when i communicate like say i say like 10 amazing things but i say like one little critique oh. or one little negative thing that's the only thing they latched on to mm. after communicating all like the other amazing things mm -hmm. defensive right they're getting instantly defensive so that's someone that is just not able to take it in at that time or if they constantly do that that's kind of a them thing of just like it's hard for them to just receive anything that's not in a good light. Mm -hmm. 
maybe a little insecurity on their side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you touch the soft spot each mm -hmm. time. Definitely insecurities. Definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of like that, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm glad you're working on it. <laughs> I think that's just like a, you know, as an artist, self-critique is... <laughs> heavy <laughs> yeah it i could do be, better it like, could look better it could be better uh, the perfectionist yeah that <laughs> <easily>. <laughs> happen actually like that kind of happened today leah like like i didn't know how to communicate like what i was feeling because like the work what the work that you showed me because we're, we're getting ready to gear up for season two of our podcast so the work that leah shows me leah does some excellent work but i didn't love it so i was i was honest i was like I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I don't know what it is that I'm not loving about it. And then Leia pointed out, she was like, oh, well, this is wonky. And this is one. I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe if you fix those things, I'll love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, but that's what we kind of ask for feedback and was honest about it. So you can like see, okay, how we can work this out. So you guys did great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so let's just let's go ahead and talk about assertiveness and then let's take a break and then finish what we need. Yeah. All right. All right. So when we're being assertive, um, I, I, I hear more things like I feel blank when blank happens. Mm -hmm. Notice that um, I didn't say I feel blank when you because even like you can do that like no. like training wheels right you yeah can, training wheel right like, training so, like, wheels. i know blake when you blah 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 but that person most likely is going to hear that you and yeah. they're a defensive person they're gonna be like oh blah, 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 blah. right so when you are able to take out the you which i encourage everyone to do i feel blank when this happens or when people mm -hmm. do like it's just not that person it's this person and now i take an ownership of that feeling and communicate it to you and now i'm going to see what you're going to do with that yes that was great <laughs> with just owning you know what you feel and just be able to say what you want and what you need right because remember it's sharing ourselves what we want what we need like for us to have a relate and that's also within the boundaries too but for us to have a relationship i need to be honest i need to have like integrity what i'm saying mean what i say you know so i feel so if someone hurts you i feel hurt that i feel hurt when um people's voices are raised i don't like that right you know or some, see something like that it's like okay being very clear i don't like this yeah. or i want for us to be able to talk without you know yelling or raising our voice right just being able to really really clear what your wants and needs are and asking for it right it's not saying i'm not saying just because you ask for wants and needs you're going to say yes because them the power to be to show up for you as you need them to but yeah but you are being respectful and yes are communicating and you're not just letting them interpret whatever like hopefully you're becoming coming across clear so mm -hmm. if i wanted to communicate that i would probably say something along the lines of i feel uncomfortable i f i feel it's hard to communicate when voices are raised or i have a tendency to shut down when voices are raised or when tones are aggressive 
and just communicating that to them. If they take it like, oh, you're saying that you can't communicate with me, that's on them. But really, I wasn't being disrespectful. I'm letting you know what's going on with me for better communication or how to treat me better if you are so inclined. Right, right. Being able to make it clear, you know, when I, when someone, so when voices are raised, I will not be talking until we calm down, right? Until it's calm again. I mean, just having that boundary for yourself too, right? So letting them know beforehand, if you guys are talking and kind of letting them know kind of things that you don't like or what you do like, understand that, you know, if voices are raised and I will not, it's just your personal boundary with this person. Just having that and just but saying what you want. Like, I want for us to not yell, right? I want for us to be able to talk calmly about situations if voices are raised and we can have a conversation. Good point. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break and then we will come back. All right. right. All right, Lamont, today we're talking about communication. So I thought, why not? Let's do another round of Got It. All right, all right. (laughs) Do you remember how this game goes? I believe so. Like, you say one thing, then we think of something, and we say, got it when we have it, and then we say it. Sure. (laughs) You you, Yes, you forgot the main part, is you're starting off with two words, and you're trying to get to the same word. Got it. Just to go over the rules again, for those who may have not seen the other episode or have never heard of this game, Lamont and I will say two random words. We don't know what we're going to say. Then we have a few seconds to think about how those words relate. And then we say, got it. And on the count of three, we say two other words. And we keep saying words until we get to the same word. (laughs) All right. All right. So we'll play one, two rounds keep it short and sweet see if we can get through this really quickly all right so lamont think of your first word okay got it got it all right ready three two one light Marino valley did you say light i said light light Marino valley got it okay got it three two one the m Church. Oh. Oh. Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Three, two, one. Mountain. Vespers? Oh. Dang it. (laughs) Okay. So Vespers and Mountain. Okay. I got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Three, two, one. Mount Rubido. Damn it. Oh no. Oh, got it. I don't got I thought she would totally think of Teen Institute. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. So Mount Rubido and Teen Institute. Okay. Got it. Okay. Three, two, one. Hiking. Damn it. Close though. <laughs> All right, so Pathfinders and Hiking. Got it. Okay, got it. Okay. Three, two, one. 
camping. camping. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's the first round. <laughs> All right, let's do it again. Um, I got it. Okay. Three, two, one. Cookies. Crayons. Crayons, cookies. Okay. Got cookies it. Cookies and crayons. Got it. Okay, I, I don't know. I got it, I guess. All right. Three, two, one, kindergarten. Chocolate chip. Oh, kindergarten? That would have been, that would have made more sense. Chocolate chip. I was thinking about coloring chocolate. Oh, okay. Chocolate chip in kindergarten. Um, um, oh, okay. got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, Art children. Project. Dang it. Art, Art projects. Project. Because what was the two words? It was kindergarten and what? And chocolate chip. Yeah, you can do an art project with that. I guess. Okay, Maybe so <laughs> what, what What did we say? Children and what? Art project? Art project. And children. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. All right. Three, two, one Pathfinders. school damn it <laughs> Pathfinders in school well children like it was like yeah, children yeah, art yeah. projects so i was like oh Pathfinders, like okay um Pathfinders oh in school. got it got it i'm not sure if you got it but i got it i don't know if you got mine but let's see ready okay right. three two one vax oh I was thinking like Pathfinders at school. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking literally just the school. For those of you who don't know, Vax is the elementary school that Lamont and I went to, which was located at the church we went to. So, um, we had okay. Competitions. Okay, so Vax and competition. Mm. Um, Nothing. Well, remember that once. No, 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 no clues. Well, it, would, it wasn't going to relate. Like, I mean, like, I wasn't going to try to relate it. I know, but how are we going to? Okay, hold on. I need to think about this one. This one's hard. Oh, I'm not sure if you would remember. You were tiny, though. Got it. Okay, let's see. Three, two, one, basketball. Platinum. Okay, same thing, same thing. Same thing. So I said platinum, but that was the name of the basketball team that was at Vax. I'll <laughs> so, take it as a win. <laughs> I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Yay! We're still so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. We are back. So, uh, what things get in the way of good communication? I mean, I know what gets in the way of myself, but like, what other things? <laughs> well, I know we're talking about defensiveness, but I think when we use communication to try to control or protect ourselves, like defensiveness to protect ourselves from something, we try to use communication as control. Yeah, that's that's not going to go good. <laughs> you can't control anyone else, but pe people will try, right? Of just how they're speaking to you. And I think what also gets in the way is kind of being able to understand versus just immediately talking back right? Like listen to understand what someone's saying and kind of take it in versus having your stuff already ready before they even talk. Mm. 
So what do you guys think? I I don't know. Like I love that. Like that's something I've been practicing is like trying to like listen before like having a response and obviously when you're becoming a therapist like that's a very important skill right (laughs) i feel like i could do it when i'm on the job but like when i'm with my family there's almost this need to like always have a response and i think it's just the way i grew up like i have one i have one i have one so i'm trying to slow that down and be like no like let me listen Mm -hmm. and i don't have to have a response right away yeah right and i think when we don't focus which might go to later on question but we focus on not trying to be right right like letting that go the need to be right then we really are able to listen because it's usually it's all arguments are you know I tell a lot of my clients like all arguments are is I'm trying to prove how I'm right and you're trying to prove how you're right that's all it is if I'm not trying to prove I'm right then it's just about the problem itself than it is about me trying to prove to you on why you should think what I think it's not fair mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> As you're saying all of this, I'm like, holy crap, I just had a therapy <laughs> session. Um, because I I strongly feel the need to be right all the time. And then I was like, where does that come from? That comes from interactions with your grandmother because she always had to be right. And then like, if you're all both always trying to be right, no wonder people get in conflicts with you because you always feel like you need to be right. Like yeah. you need to just like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> So yes. this, is, this is the conversation I just had in my head. <laughs> but if you find it, like, I just invite everyone who's listening to practice that. Just let go of the need to be right just for a week and how much less conflict you actually get into mm-hmm. when someone's trying to sit there and argue about something that they believe is right. Okay. Because they believe what they, you believe what you want to believe. They believe what they want to believe. Says nothing about you. If they don't think that you were in the right shoes or whatever the case is, they don't think that something that you're saying is right, trying to convince you something else. You're not going to be convinced. Very rarely you'll be convinced during an argument. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Yeah. So letting go of the need to be right, you're able to fully be present with the person. And if, it, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. They're completely different than you. They have that right mm-hmm. to think differently than you. Um, stemming off of that also, like, having like being open to other viewpoints because like it's one thing to be like oh yeah i'm right i'm not gonna listen to anything you say right (laughs) right yes yes be definitely be open you know Mm -hmm. that's definitely a good point it's not saying that you know they're not ever going to be right but it's under those of like if it applies to you take it in like Mm -hmm. i think what this is saying like keep the meat take out the bones like just whatever doesn't work for you just throw it away you don't have to keep it keep it with you Mm -hmm. right and just being able to be in a space where you can sit there and be true to yourself and do what you have to communicate what you need yeah and which i i feel like i am but then i feel like sometimes like even though i'm open to those other viewpoints like my need to be right overpowers that (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh-huh so I invite you to let that go and see what happens. I'm going to definitely work on that. Okay. All right. What other things, Lamont, would you say? Um, maybe like different languages, like di- language, like differences. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes like, like I live with a roommate and his second language is English. Mm. um but he speaks really well english mm-hmm. and like he's pretty much americanized 
and like but like he struggles with that like i want to do it this way because uh-huh. thing. but other than that he's pretty much americanized um you wouldn't be able to tell that language was his second um english was a second language i but know i'm some... trying to think of who it is and i'm like it, it's Vlad. No it's Vlad. oh yeah. okay yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mind saying his name he's okay with it like, okay. No, I'm okay yeah so um yeah like but like certain things he'll say or refer to he'll be like oh wait that's not how you say it or wait like how do you say it in english like <laughs> like with an american accent like <laughs> like because like his brain thinks a little bit differently sometimes but sometimes um i want to say like that can get in the way like where he, like and we've had conf- not conflicts but like conversations and he's trying to communicate something and i'm understanding it and another roommate's not understanding it and so like i re-say it, and he's like yes exactly that mm-hmm. <laughs> because i like i just get vlad a little bit more than um the other one gets my other roommate gets vlad so yeah oh. um so yeah um Language. that can get in the way yeah like when i yes. when i went to uh china for the film thing i did um that language was a big issue that we had on set um and then the rbf uh (laughs) so they just thought i was like this mean person and i was upset at stuff all the time and i mean i was a little upset at some stuff but like there was no way to communicate like okay this is what i need from you this is what you need from me let's work together because there was like such a huge language barrier mm-hmm. like me knowing zero chinese <laughs> and them knowing like a few words in english <laughs> oh yeah so, that yeah. definitely affects yeah. <laughs> language you're right um yeah so that, i know how that works but um similarly to that i think like language even like generationally if that makes sense because i mean me and uh my fiance we communicate with his parents but sometimes there's just like a wall there and we're just like uh (laughs) what (laughs) like both sides were like what are you saying (laughs) uh okay yeah yeah it can be different if it can, it can be, especially if they're just that used to how the generation talks or things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's definitely can happen. So like, I work with kids, right? And like, I, I always want to be down. I always want to be hip. I want to know like the lingo, right? But sometimes I use things and I'm just like, dang, that's how I know I'm getting old. Like, I don't know what they're talking about right well, now. See, so you I said hip. I know, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like the kids are, like, it's, like, relevant versus irrelevant, like, mm. is, like, the, the thing now. Yeah. Um, but also, um, culture norms. And with those culture norms comes expectations, right? And so when certain expectations aren't being met, or maybe things aren't being done the way we're used to them being done, um, that can get in the way of communicating. Mm. Yes. Yeah, definitely culturally too is a is a big one, and I think it's just remember if you're not clear about something, ask right. Like, what does that mean? Like, did did I offend you? Like, different words could have different meanings for other you know different people. And then um, the psychological barriers, right? Like anger, anxiety, overthinking. Um, 
stress insecurities yeah if those i know people hate when i say this but like it's true like hurt people hurt people like it's very hard it's like a wall that comes up when you're hurt and you're always kind of speaking you know trying to speak through that wall but it's really hard it's like, it's like i mean i have like a wall maybe it's like a blurry lens mm-hmm. it's just very you just see things differently just different perspective when it comes to things because you're operating on a place of hurt versus what the action person's trying to say you know so some might take something that you may be very endearing is very offensive hmm. yeah um being stressed right like like when someone's stressed they may have a hard time communicating or hearing you or being present um mm-hmm. to meet those basic needs I know that yeah, one. And being well. clear. I think it's a lot of stuff warrants to be clear then. Like if I know that I'm having a rough day at work, you know, me will let my partner know, like oh, I had a really stressful day. So it's not the best day for me, right? So it's not excusing for you just to talk to people respectfully. It's not excusing it, but they're aware they've bad day. So maybe they're asking kind of, what do you need, right? Maybe you just need a hug. Maybe you just need to just sit down and not talk, but just being very clear on what you need. <laughs> yeah, maybe like something comes up and like, hey, like, do you need to take a break? Mm-hmm. And like maybe I'm not even aware. Like, yeah, I need to take a break. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or my favorite. Do you need a snack? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because angry, being hungry and angry is not a good mix. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> all right. So we're all about self improvement. Like, like working on ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. if we want to improve our communication skills what are things that we can start doing today and i know i mentioned that you know when we talked about of course goal assertive being assertive but also like we talked about watching your tone and language if you're cussing somebody out but trying to we can't it's come across the best way when we're kind of our language is not the best or not being respectful with our you know if i'm trying to be like you know i love you but i'm like this or just like always bother they're closed up and things like that you got to be really careful of just those non-verbal cues and also um a big one which i tell people is don't lecture people mm. like do not lecture you can tell somebody something something one time but we're not a parent to keep repeating it five times over and over and over how you felt you said it one time you said exactly you say it one time exactly what you want what you need there's no need to keep saying it over and over so i invite you not to lecture but also don't make assumptions right and remember if you don't understand ask get clear what did you mean by that can you tell me a little more about that did, wait you know really being clear so there's no assumptions being made right because when we create these stories in our heads oh we go down a rabbit hole at times read these stories like oh <clears throat> this person's thinking this this and this or things like that it just goes on a whole rabbit hole instead of just asking what it mean by that you know and then hopefully give you a better clarification mm-hmm. with that you know showing up as yourself yeah for sure um like assumptions judgments yes. when we make those things it's really really hard for us to show up and listen and hear and have good communication mm-hmm. and so I've said it many times, one way to stay out of judgment, one way to stop making assumptions is to have a curious mind, stay in that curiosity mindset, ask questions. 
questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely ask questions. And as you, you know, really clear on exactly how you feel and what you need, remember sharing yourself with somebody else, they know what your wants and needs are. It should go smooth if someone's able to receive it. And if it doesn't, it might be maybe some boundaries that need to be held or whatever the case, if it goes a different way, but just know that, that healthy communication requires both people being able to be there for each other. Yeah. Right? Give and receive. I loved what you said about like being aware of your tone, right? Um, Cause I feel like that goes along with managing your emotions. Your tone conveys some of the emotions that you might be feeling. And so <laughs> is that check yourself before you wreck yourself sticker? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Still for sale, by the way. Dollars. <laughs> but anyways, um, what was I saying? So like being aware um and how it's coming across in our tone in our voice and mm -hmm. our body language which i think you also said mm -hmm. um it's important um especially if you're trying to have better communication with your kids your spouse other people that matter to you um really seeing what they're seeing through their eyes like being aware of how that sounds mm -hmm. you know it can be hard I think you're going to like empathetic, which it can be hard for some people to do when they, they're not used to doing it or seeing for anyone else's viewpoint. But I think it's just yeah, empathy really helps when you're trying to be there with someone as far as communication, you know, just imagine on in their shoes of how they felt like if so if say if a death in the family or if something sad happened, remember a time when you're sad and how you felt, what you needed to hear during that time. Like, oh, I know how like hurt you must be right you know you're being able to be there with that person in that moment and you know remembering a time when you felt this way you're able to convey that mm -hmm. and then that's a great lot, way to yeah. actually like physically practice yeah, yeah. empathy mm -hmm. and then lamont you had mentioned listening i think yeah. that's super important um because like a lot of the people that i've had issues communicating with most of the time it's because they're not listening to what i'm trying to say or they cut me off that's the one that gets oh, me yeah. and then the, i start getting angry like i might have not been angry but you start cutting me off i'm like can you not <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, definitely you want people to listen to <clears throat> understand or try to understand or some people mm -hmm. who are in the business of misunderstanding you that's on them mm -hmm. but people when you're just using your energy using people who are willing to understand and be there and talk things through if they don't get it not saying you have to agree with each other mm -hmm. but just at least being able to hear you out yeah um, all right here's wanna, one yeah go ahead you want to go Leia? no you go all right so <laughs> practicing public speaking now stay with me stay with me i know it's daunting or it can be daunting but there's no better way to develop good communication skills than seeking out public speaking opportunities um great communicators are able to communicate clearly or articulately their feelings in a public setting and they are um whether it's large group or face-to-face or one-on-one, -on -one, like these skills translate over. So you'll quickly learn your weaknesses and your strengths um, by public speaking. And you'll learn how to be a little bit more concise, um, a little bit more direct, 
hopefully a little bit more assertive in your communication. And it's just one way to help you develop, become a great overall, like develop good habits and become an overall great communicator. I know that's not, not everyone's going to go on that path, go down that path and that's fine, but it is one way to like, start like learning. Uh, learning how to communicate. That's uh, definitely something that probably we kind of look into, you know, I think it's kind of being that self-awareness of how you do communicate, how you do come across to people, you know, sometimes just ask people around you as well. Like, you know, do you feel like I'm, do you understand what I'm talking about? Or is it hard to understand, you know, just being able to get that feedback from close friends of how you communicate because they know how you're in relationships they know like personal how you are your family they know those things about you and seeing if they have any feedback but of course someone who is uh positive right who's for you not someone who's like if someone's always criticizing you and against you then i wouldn't accept person yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um another thing i like to do is i like to take a break Yes. Like, I don't know if they teach this, if it's like a thing or if I just made it up. But like when I'm having most of the time, it's like within an argument setting. Like if it's something and I don't know how I'm feeling, I don't know what I really want to say yet. I usually like, let me take a break, please. <laughs> and then we'll come back and talk about it later. <laughs> but I always I talk... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Samantha. No, I always I, I love that. But I want to make sure people have the time with it because people will take breaks for days sometimes, right? <laughs> true, true. So one of those of like, okay, let's call back in an hour or, okay, I'll call you back at eight so we can further discuss this. Because some people are really anxious and they're like, a break? Oh my goodness, a break? That means break up. Like they'll take it too far. So definitely giving a person a time can alleviate that anxiety. You're like, or I'll call you eight o'clock in the morning, but follow through with it too. Don't just tell people the time and then never come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, this is one of the greatest skills I try to teach my kids in groups when we're working is taking a break. But you can always take a break with friends. And I don't tell them they have to have a timeline with their friends because it's their friends. Like they probably should have a time. I more like bring in the break time limit with parents because I know like growing up in a black family, I couldn't be like, I'm tired, I need a break, and I walk oh. off. That's that's certain death right there, okay? <laughs> and like, so I worry about these for the children because I don't know what their family values are or whatever. Like, I'm not sure if they can just walk away from their parents. Um, I never asked my mom for a break growing up because I didn't know that was an option. Mm -hmm. um, but I do encourage them to say, hey, like, mom, like, I'm having a hard time focusing. I'm having a hard, hard, hard time concentrating. I'm having a hard time understanding what I'm feeling. I need a break. Can I have 20, 30, 40, whatever, whatever much time is needed and then come back. Um, that's amazing. One of my favorite strategies. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Like a lot of kids at a time don't have that emotional maturity yet. So I know my son probably needs a break, but in his mind, it's like, he'll just kind of go to his room and be like, you know, have his little attitude and go to his room. Right. Like when you have his attitude, I don't like chase after him or anything. I'll just let him have his time until he's ready to come out. Right. But I think a lot of <laughs> times I would love if he was like, mom, I'm just feeling a lot right now and, and you are bothering me and I need my space. No, <laughs> he doesn't. And some kids are very miserable. I've had work with some teenagers who are very like 
they need a break, like they're very self-aware. I think it's just kind of who the child is, but just understanding that there are different versions of it. And it's not saying anything about you if they're going to have their space, right? And if they like walk away, I think it's, it depends of course how they do it, but like, it's not necessarily be like, come back. It's more of a power thing. If you're like, come back and come to me now, it's more of a power struggle than it yeah. is actually thinking about how they feel. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking about your youngest brother. Um, Bro, I was about... just thinking about my brother too. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm also thinking about my goddaughter. Like, if they're like struggling, like, and maybe maybe don't have the terminology or the vocabulary, us as parents or adults or the greater influences in their life, we can teach them this skill mm-hmm. without having to like break it down step by step. Be like, hey, like, bud, you need a break. Like, yeah. Can you take like, I'm going to set a timer, and when this timer goes off, like, let's come back and talk. And if they're still not ready, set another timer. Yeah. It's okay. Like, maybe they needed more time, and that's fine. Um, but teaching them, like, that's an option so they can start eventually, hopefully, doing it for themselves mm-hmm. and recognizing it in themselves. Yeah, I, I try yeah. to do that with my brother, but his problem its a lot of family issues. Um, his problem is that he gets very upset very quickly and he will usually storm off and continue yeah. to allow himself to be very, very angry. So what I had tried to do while I was there last time was I would tell him to go take a seat on the stairs. I was like, calm down in about five or 10 minutes. We'll talk again. Half the time he would sneak out the door and go throw stuff out, outside. <laughs> like, go get sticks and, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, That actually yeah, yeah, yeah. very much sounds like him. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think where I would, where actually me and all my siblings would make the mistake is we'd immediately chase after him and be like, get back inside. <laughs> but it's just, I didn't want him to, like, go out to someone else's house yeah, and I can. cause a commotion. So, uh. <laughs> oh yeah. So maybe we start talking about safe places, right? So the stairs is a safe place. Mm-hmm. The backyard is a backyard safe. Backyard can be fine. Go the throw sticks outside. Not the... safe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not do the front yard. Is there another place, Adam, where you would feel comfortable in your house? Maybe your room. Maybe a break on your tablet, depending on like if it was like if it's just a conversation versus versus like he's being disciplined or something mm-hmm. he doesn't like it. You yeah. know, like if it's a conversation he gets upset. Hey, like do you need to like do you need to take a break? Like let's just set a fifteen minute timer and you play your game and then we come back and finish this conversation. Mm-hmm. Depending, yeah. depending, you know, With him. Like, um, <laughs> but like, no, these are clever ways to help them start regulating themselves. But I've seen Adam regulate himself because he was over here and we were working on stuff. And I guess your mom mm-hmm. was going to leave and he wanted to watch something with her and he was looking forward to it and he got accepts, upset super quickly. And then like, I talked to him a little bit like, hey, like, and I just showed like, I can see like that's frustrating and I can mm-hmm. see like this. And I'm so proud of you, Adam, cause you're improving here, here and here. And then he mm-hmm. was able to like deescalate himself quickly yeah, um, and get back onto track. Right? Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, 
actually there was one time i was working with him i got frustrated and because he was like he like like i was trying to keep him involved and keep him working and he just wasn't doing it so i was like we're done like you're done i can tell you're done we're not gonna get much further than this and it's okay because we got a lot of stuff done today mm -hmm. you know i wanted to go a little bit further but it's just not gonna happen i see that let's let's take a break let's be done today and you can start again tomorrow you know yeah and i even called it out for him yeah but i recognized that i was getting frustrated first i was like because i like i was i did an inner reflection like oh why are you so frustrated right now i was like because adam's frustrated because he doesn't <laughs> want to work anymore yeah and like like and i looked at the time i was like you know what we've been working for a long time it's okay to give him a break mm -hmm. like let's let, let's just be done you know so yeah that's good that you know that you guys do that and able to in how you're doing like with your brother and I know it can be very hard to kind of decide but you made a good point of just being able to um I guess give him the words for it of like you're feeling frustrated and you know or options of where he can go you know and I know if it's I think it's just also knowing who he is right so if you know that so I know my oldest if he goes takes a break I know he's gonna come back. Like if even if he like walks off a like walks off a bit and thinks he's doing something, I know he's not gonna go too far because then seem he's gonna be upset. So I'm not worried about it. But the youngest one, yeah, I don't know what will happen. So I make sure like okay, you can choose between your room or outside, and your, you know, just as long as it's a safe area and being able or sometimes even distraction like you're mentioning help with the tablet or. Why wouldn't you tablet he was being bad? If he was just like not listening or just kind of throwing a tantrum or something like that. But what I would do is I make sure to like go on him one-on-one, -on -one, right? And just kind of seeing of like what's going on. I'm like, if he's still upset, like, like, okay, let me know when you're ready, right? When you're ready, I'm here. You know, making sure he's aware of that. And so of course his version of here is just kind of like quiet, being quiet. And I'm like, oh, okay, you ready to talk? And then we just kind of go over that space of like, you know, it, it, I don't, nothing I don't like, but like it hurts when you're calling your brother this, you know, and you can't do that, you know? So it's just kind of really knowing what the boundaries are with it, but also, you know, him better of like what would work, what wouldn't work. Cause sometimes trial and error of like what works and what doesn't mm -hmm. too. Yeah. 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 Um, but taking a break, even as adults, like yeah. when you realize you're getting frustrated or upset or you're moving away from control, as I like to call it, like take being aware of that take and be like, Hey, we need a break. If you don't need a break, I need a break. And that's totally okay. You know? Oh, I um, those, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think it's being aware of just what like you said when you need that break, right? But I think it's a lot of that self awareness. If you feel yourself like getting agitated, right? When you're like, stop, you said stop too many times, like you know, the limits of like when your stop is. And when that happens, I'll be like, okay, you guys go in your room, I'm gonna go on mine <laughs> <laughs> from each other. Right, because anyone you live with, I don't just think like everyone you live with. It's after a while, it can be quite a bit. It's okay to take a little bit of breaks from go to work, go you know, see other for a bit, and come back. We're seeing person constantly all the time. Oh, it's found something, because a lot of times we just kind of need our space a little bit and then come back together. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, ladies, is there anything else you would like to discuss before we wrap up? Yes, I had one more idea. 
All right. I'd like to introduce you to my little octopus friend. <laughs> oh, he's adorable. Yes. Yeah, so oh. I, for my audio listeners, I'm holding one of those reversible octopus things, little plushies. I've been using this by my computer for my fiance to like show him when I'm like, so like one side is happy. So he knows like, okay, I can interrupt her while she's working. She's good. But if you flip this guy inside out, he got a little mad face. <laughs> and it's like, don't talk to me. I'm busy. I'm concentrating. I think I might get Adam one of these. Oh, this might be might... really good for him. <laughs> yeah. Communicate I... visually, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, so. there are all kinds of ways you can communicate visually. Um, maybe, maybe um, you have a, what's it called? What are the things called when you like laminate, laminate it, laminated like happy face mm. on the top of the desk, and so it's flipped, or you flip it over and then it's a sad face, like or mm. an angry face, like don't bother me, or maybe not an angry, maybe a straight face, like I'm focusing, right? Um, that's a visual to like let your child or your partner or your significant other um, know like what's going on with you, like. Mm -hmm. At work, when my coworkers have their headphones in, I know they're focusing. They're they're trying to like get something done. Mm -hmm. When they're working with it out, I can ask them questions and interact with them, maybe distract them a little. Uh, <laughs> but like when those are in, like that's not the time, right? Okay. So we we are visual people, and so learning different visual like items, like that octopus, could very be great. Could be helpful in communication. Right. Don't you have a like for your recording time? Don't you have a red light, green light yes. thing? Now I have a little light outside my door that says when I'm filming. Although today they're being a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. That's all I had to say. Um, do you guys got anything else to add? If not, I guess we can wrap up for the day. Samantha? No, I think it's just really, I just really big on just you showing up for you. And that means within your communication, because I want you when you share yourself to be in a space that's true to you and authentic, right? So being able to say what you have to say, whether it's verbally, of course it would be verbally, but I understand people do texting or written, you know, um, as well, which is fine. But also being able to be in a space where you're listening to understand what someone is saying but also just owning your stuff right owning your feelings and emotions and being able to convey what you want what you need yes excellent well thank you so much for coming on our podcast today and sharing this time and talking with us Yes, no problem. You can find me on, on my website at movingbeyondyou.org or you can find me on Instagram at IamSamantha.a. Awesome. And of course, we'll have all those Excellent. links and stuff in our description so you guys can check those out. Um, is there any like thing you're working on or like a special yeah. something that's going up that you'd like to promote or talk about real quick? Yes. So I have a uh, actually best lessons of anxiety that kind of helps people on my website, moonbeyondyou.org, where they can just go to and fill out that form. We can send it directly to them. 
also program coming out, which is kind of life beyond toxic relationships or narcissist people and just learning exactly how to be able to show up for you and your relationships and just really be able to eliminate having toxic relationships over and over and just, just be better and establish healthy, nourishing relationships and people around you. Awesome. Excellent. And then finally, is there any message that you would like to just speak to your heart from your have to be about today's subject? And if it is, that's fine too, but just something that you want people to know or take away. Um, I, and it's what I mentioned is before of just, I'm really big on just authenticity of just knowing that you matter, knowing that your needs matter and that I really want you to be able to show up for you and not so much for other people who are hurting you or being negative towards you and you're depleting yourself and not really showing up for yourself at all. So I just want you to be able to, I know it's a process of accepting who you are, but just really embracing everything about you and the things that you're not okay with, definitely get help with it you know, with other therapists or somebody that can help you through your process and you are not alone. Yes, you're, you're never truly alone. Yeah. Awesome. Once thank again, you thank so you much. so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. <laughs> All right, us too. Today's life lesson is power of self-talk. Self-talk is the internal thoughts or dialogue directed at oneself, and it's quite powerful. Pearl S. Buck once said, self-expression must pass into communication for its fulfillment. Self-talk is the most powerful form of communication because it either empowers you or it defeats you. And if it is defeating you, you must first recognize it, be aware when it's happening, challenge it, and actively practice changing it to neutral, realistic, or more positive self-talk. Master this, and you are sure to be a winner. And that is today's Life Lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leia Podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. Special thanks to our guests, Samantha Saunders. This episode's topic was brought to light by Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by Leia Nakahiki. Big thanks to Ingenue for our music. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Did you know you can also watch our show? You can find our episodes on both YouTube and Facebook. Links can be found in the show description. As always, thank you for listening. That's a vital part of communication. You're doing so good.